The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's been a very busy few weeks here in the life of our parish. It's been a busy, busy time and a glorious time. So it's kind of give you a sense of what's been happening in our parish. I live here, so I see everything. So, of course, we had the nine-day novena leading up to Our Lady of Guadalupe. We had an outdoor mass. Thousands and thousands of people descended upon our parish. And after we, we ended on Monday, no breaks, right? Because then next we have a series of nine day of masses at 6 a.m. for what's called the Simbanga B. It's a Filipino Catholic tradition, a series of masses which will lead all the way up into Christmas. And we have, so we have masses at 6 in the morning, in addition to the 8 a.m. mass. And then, of course, we have a reception in the hall, which is open to everybody. And then also today, it's been a busy, busy place. So this morning, our amazing St. Mary's food locker. We had our, our, our Christmas basket giveaway in conjunction with the Vacaville Police uh, Fire Department. They came here, huge fire trucks came here, and handing out toys and food prepared. And I think the number was we helped over 750 people this morning. We had a snake of cars all throughout the neighborhood. And it was a beautiful sight with the fire, Vacaville Fire Department, our parishioners, and all of the needy people we served. And on top of that, we had baptisms right after that. And then a wedding right after that. And then the hall was packed with 500 people with our, with our faith formation, our families. We celebrated Christmas from all over the world. And we had representatives, of course, from the Filipino community, the various countries from Latin America. That's just today. 
And then notice now our Christmas decorations are starting to arrive. So we have fresh Christmas trees this year. These trees here that you see here, I picked it up with my dad. Because, <laughs> you know, I used to be the pastor up in the mountains. And when you're a pastor up in the mountains, you get to become friends with people with chainsaws. <laughs> and so one of our parishioners here, very kind, he trusted me with his truck. My dad and I went up there on Thursday. We picked up the trees. And so we have live Christmas trees, live trees for the baby Jesus. Nothing less. huh? And so Monday they'll be decorated as well. And then lastly, this whole week we've been busy. I don't know if you saw it, but this whole church is outlined with lights. They're not on yet because we're not in Christmas yet. And so through the hard work of our staff and the Knights of Columbus, they've been working days on end. And this whole place, and we're going to start a new tradition, which I'm hoping to start a new tradition here. And it'll be part of the announcements when we end Mass. But after the 5 p.m. Mass tomorrow at 6.15, I'm inviting everybody, we're doing what's now going to be called the St. Mary's Blessing of Lights. So we're going to gather in front of the, of the fountain there. We're going to do a formal blessing. And then on cue, we're going to... We have people already planned to be stationed at the different outlets. And we're going to flip up the lights all at once. So and the whole goal is the vision... I want St. Mary's to be the most lighted church in the United States. <laughs> That's the goal. Why? We're definitely the most lighted church in Vacaville. We're definitely that. And the goal is, as the years go on, we'll keep adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. But we just, we're just starting out. And so we're going to do a formal blessing of the lights this Sunday after the 5 p.m. Mass at 6.15 p.m. We'll have a short little ceremony here. And the reason why we're doing this, because as we now come down to Advent, you notice our Advent wreath, all of the lights are lighted up. And so we're now bridging as the last Sunday of Advent, where the intensity of the readings now are highlighted. And now we're getting a full sprint towards Christmas. And all of this place will be lighted up because the light of the world is coming. And we will celebrate that day on Christmas. And all of the readings as we've been gearing up, we've been having readings for the last Sundays of Advent. God preparing the way. We've had the readings from the first readings all from Isaiah. Isaiah is a prophet which preached eight centuries before the coming of Jesus. And eight centuries prior to the coming of our Lord, God promised that one day he will send his Messiah to finally vanquish the true enemy of Israel, to bring all people into communion with him, to restore God's kingdom on earth. Eight centuries we've been waiting for the coming of this mysterious Messiah. And that's what we've been hearing about the, the prophecies of Isaiah from the first readings. And then the main past figures of the gospel has been St. John the Baptist. That crazy, camel hair wearing, honey eating, locust, crazy man. John the Baptist. And John the Baptist has been saying, I'm not he. I'm just preparing the way of the Lord. 
So everything has been paving itself. Coming to the fulfillment. Now that the candles are lit, God will enter into our history. And here is the beauty of Christmas. Why Christianity is at the same time baffling and hard to understand. Because how will God break in? You see, God could have chose any other way to break into our, into our story, into our mess. He could have come in as a conquering king. He could have come in mighty on the clouds of heaven, flanked by legions of angels, where there will be no doubt who God is. God could have revealed himself to all of humanity at once. But no. God enters into our world as we hear in today's gospel. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they lived together, and she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. A new character now enters in, Joseph. Oh, Saint Joseph, the patron saint and protector of the church. Joseph now, to get deeper into the context of this, so in ancient Israel, there was a two-part process of marriage. So there was called the first stage, which is called the betrothal stage, where we find Joseph now. Where they are legally married here. They are legally married, but they had not yet consummated the marriage yet. So what happens in ancient Israel is that when a man and woman come together, they make their vows, and they're legally married at that point. But after that legalization of their marriage, after their vows, there's seven days of reception, of partying. So imagine today, we only celebrate one, one long evening. Ancient Israel, they party for seven days. And in that seven-day period of celebrating their legal marriage, the husband is tasked with building the home. He's supposed to get the home ready for his bride. And so Joseph, being a carpenter, he would have been hard at work building the home out of his bare hands. But then all of a sudden, something else strange happens. In the middle of the seven-day celebration, he comes home, and to his surprise, Mary is pregnant. Now, here's where it gets a little bit complicated. There are two schools of thought here, all the way back from the ancient church. Two different theories and interpretation of the scripture. That Joseph, when he found out that Mary was pregnant, he would have been, his immediate thought would have been, Mary has been unfaithful to me. Because obviously, because they haven't had relations yet, but she's pregnant. And so his human doubt would have come in and said, oh no, Mary has betrayed my trust. She has broken my heart. And so he would have been, okay, I I need to break free from this marriage now. And so then the story of Joseph wanting to divorce her quietly. That's his first school of thought. Held by St. Augustine, held by St. John Chrysostom, so earlier the, the early church fathers. But then there's another second school of thought. Held by St. Thomas Aquinas, Origen, again, some of these big name Church fathers. 
But rather, when Joseph heard that Mary was pregnant, he understood that this was an act of God. That God was now in the womb of Mary, and Joseph felt so unworthy to be even associated with this great mysterious act of God that he wanted to flee because of his weakness. He felt, I'm not worthy of this. I can't be the husband of Mary and the foster father of Jesus. I can't. And so in humility, Joseph would take a step back. Two schools of thought. Again, their texts are ambiguous. And so you can choose either, either way. But whatever interpretation we use in these two schools of thought, The example of Joseph is what's key here. As he's sleeping now, the story continues. An angel appears in his dream, and he says to him, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. Here is the key. As we now transition from Advent to Christmas, God will break in to our lives. And a decision will have to be made by each and every single one of us. Will I take this seriously? Will this breaking in of God into our history, will it affect my life? Will I take the claims of the gospel and live the Christian life in all of its adventure, and all of its nobility? Will I allow the message of Jesus to penetrate the depths of my life and to change me? Or in other words, will I allow God, listen to him, and in the second reading today as Joseph speaks in Romans, will I be obedient? You see, the old word is hard for us modern people, especially as Americans, because what was our, our prime value, one of the highest values we hold? We're, we're fiercely independent as Americans. Our, it's in our very DNA as our country's birth. We're, we're independent. We want to break free from any source of power or tyranny, and rightly so. But now here God comes in. The light of the world is here. Will I live differently now? And notice what Joseph does. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. Joseph didn't care about the snickering gossip of the people on the streets who knew that Mary would have been pregnant. He did not care about what anybody else said. Even though he didn't quite understand the whole depths of this meaning of the story of Jesus breaking in, what Joseph does, he models what it means to be a Christian follower. To listen to the voice of God and to be obedient to his will and not to focus on ourselves. See, this will always be the great challenge of Christianity because I must die to myself. 
But I say that path, as hard as it is, is more noble. I think it is a better way to live. To follow Jesus in all of his difficulty and hardness, of that whatever the path would require of us. And the reason why we're going to flip on these lights in a few, in tomorrow, tomorrow evening, and again, I want to invite all of us, 6.15 after the last Mass, Sunday evening, come. It's going to be short, 20 minutes tops. We're going to sing some songs. Oh yeah, and also we're going to pass out gifts from the Holy Land. So, so everybody who will attend, we have little gifts directly from the Holy Land to give out to everybody as well. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to bribe you. I'll, 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 just, I'll just be real with you. I'm trying to bribe you with little gifts. You even have candy. We're passing out candy. It's because the light is broken in. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm happy to admit that without God, I'm lost. I need him. I'm sinful, I'm broken. I get terrified when I look at the world, I pay attention to the news too much, and this is happening, that is happening. Sometimes life is overwhelming. It's hard. And I'll end here. Do you know what Jesus means in Hebrew? You know what his name means, our Lord's name, Jesus? You know what it means? It sums up everything. Jesus' name means God saves us. That's his mighty name. God saves us. And to lead us out of this darkness, we will light up this church and become the most lighted church in the entire country. One day. Tomorrow is the start.